Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Just by watching them in succession at 24 per second, you know, go by, what you're doing is perceiving motion by psychoanalytics in your own brain. You're making the motion. They're just showing you still pictures. Now you're taking all the fun out of it. Come on now. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show from the poorest human beings on earth, my wife and I. I'm Joe Burns, you are. (laughs) Well, I guess I'm your poor wife, Tammy Burns, huh? uh, This week we put braces on both of the children. I have no money left. Have you seen the bank accounts? No, I don't want to look. Yeah, the it's kids. It's like they're driving around yeah. with a car on their mouth. The you kids, know? the kids, though, they're going to have straight teeth. But you and I won't be able to eat when we get to sixty-five. You but know what? I'm straight not for, teeth. I'm not for straight teeth. Yeah. I'm totally against it. If they don't have any cavities, that's good. That's fine. Let them have crooked teeth. The state says we have to feed them. We don't have to make them beautiful. By the way, you sound fantastic. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, brand new microphone. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, she's talking through. The this $100 microphone. I don't think it's 100 bucks. I think it was 50 bucks uh, that my buddy Dave Paraconi again took and did what's known as a mod on. M-O-D. M-O-D, a mod modification. But if you're hip and an audio guy, you say mod. So what he did was he pulled out a few of the capacitors, put in some nicer capacitors and changed out the element. And now it is equal to a Neumann microphone that costs uh, something like $3,500. Goodness. If you out there in Radio Land are at all interested in having my buddy Dave do that for you. Contact me through the Rock School website. You can get it by just simply going to southeastern.edu. That's an educational facility. Southeastern.edu slash rock school. That'll take you to the website, and then you can find when you get on the website. It's real easy to get a hold of me, and then I will put you in touch with Dave. It costs you next to nothing to get this real fancy uh, microphone. Hey, Tammy. Yeah? Do you know anybody that uh, collects audio or uh, collects records or thinks they're a real audiophile? and Other than me. Other than me. You do? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I ran into this really neato mosquito thing by a researcher named Claudia Fritz, who a few years back did this thing where she blindfolded these classical music-loving people, and she played a Stradivarius violin for them. Ooh, nice. Right, a multi-million dollar <gasps> violin, yes. and then a violin that was made within the last two or three years, okay. and said to them, okay, which one is it? They couldn't tell her. 17 players. Seven of them said, I don't know. I simply don't have an answer. Seven of them got it wrong. 
three of them got it right. Uh oh. Now remember, this uh-huh. is an either or choice. There's two violins. Right. Pick one so, or the other, right, right? Literally flipping a coin would give you a better rating than what she got. And in terms of physics, when she plays the two violins next to one another, she found no difference between the new and the old violins. Oh, that's sad. Right. So this concept of, it's like the wine drinker. You know, this wine, I can taste hints of cherry and oak uh-huh. and and pool table chalk. Right, you know, right. No, you can't. I, Stop it. I just served you box wine. That's right. I served you something out of a box, okay? <laughs> so here's the thing we're going to talk about today. Uh-huh. Is there really a difference? Can you really hear it? Is there really something? And you say to yourself, yes, I can. Really? I have samples. I have audio now, samples today. come on, don't today. prove me wrong. No, no, no. I have audio samples today. So let's play a song. We'll come back because this wonderful woman, Claudia Fritz, she did it again. She played a couple of Stradivariuses and like, I don't know if they're Sears violins, but they're violins. Plastic Walmart violins. And I'll tell you what happened with it. But let's play an, uh, a song here that has a violin in uh, Point of No Return. Kansas, the violin in there. Sounds like this on Rock School. Were they playing a Stradivarius violin inside of Point of No Return? No. I don't think so either. Uh Okay, back to what we're talking about. Can you really tell the difference? And you know what? If you can or if you can't, who cares? If you're into wines and you believe you can taste all of these fruity notes, yeah. good for you. Absolutely. And I mean that. Good for you. Go for it. I believe wholeheartedly that the secret to life is to be happy. I believe That's the secret it. is to keep my mouth shut. If you like <laughs> if you like expensive wines, good for you. go for it. Good. And serve some to me. Good for you. That's right. Not for me. That's right. And you know, that's fine. But the thing is, the research. Does the research support all these things? Well, you better back it. It up, mister. Well, this woman, Claudia Fritz, is doing it. Well, this past week, not the week we're in, but the past week, she came back and did a follow-up study with, again, a Stradivarius violin. This time, she focused on how the audience members experienced the old and new violins. There is this widely held belief that a Stradivarius violins has this paradoxical ability to project its sound while seeming relatively quiet to the ear of the person playing it. Hmm. I know it's counterintuitive, but that's what people say about it. Okay. So what she did is she did this study. Let's find out if it's true. She did one in Paris. She did one in New York and she brought in a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of people that are just sort of, I like classical music and people that are professional musicians. And she played the two violins for them. And she didn't find that. When they asked the musicians playing the instruments how loud they sounded, the musicians reported that both instruments projected almost exactly, and when they played them loudly, they sounded louder to them. That little myth about the Stradivarius just didn't hold up. But here's the fun part. Okay. NPR did a story on this. And what NPR did is they made two pieces of audio available to the general public. Uh Guess who has a copy of them? 
Uh, you? Me. Yay. So here's what I'm going to do. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, on the radio, it's not, you know, most radios in HD. And this, this show goes out in wave format to the affiliates. And if you're listening to it here, I don't know what they do with it once they get it. But if you're listening to it here in the flagship station, KSLU, it plays in wave format, which is the full version. Right. So you, if there's a difference, you're going to hear it. So I'm going to play two clips. One of them's a Stradivarius and one of them is not. Again, yes. I don't know if it's a Sears violin. Oh, well, let's say it is. But here are the two of them. I'm not going to tell you which one is which. You listen. Are Ready? you looking at me? Clip. Well, you can do it, but with the audience too. Ready? Okay. Clip number one. Very nicely played violin. Clip number two. Again, very nicely played violin. Which one was the Stradivarius? Number one or number two? What do you think? Uh, number one. Okay, when we get back from this song that features a violin, I'll tell you if you're right or wrong, you in the audience, which was the Stradivarius. Back in a minute, Sweet Talking Woman, TLO on Rock School. Sweet Talking Woman Electric Light Orchestra here on Rock School. By the way, that's my ringtone for you. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. Nice. Yeah, Thank I even you. answered the phone. Hello, Sweet Talking Woman. Boom. Okay, so you said the Stradivarius, and you made me replay the files during the song. Because I, I changed my mind. I know. You said number one was the Stradivarius, and then you changed your mind, which is a woman's prerogative. Mm -hmm. Why did you change your mind to number two being the Stradivarius? Um, it, it seemed to have some fuller sections uh -huh. to me for uh -huh. some reason. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh -huh. I changed to number two. Uh -huh. What if I told you number one was the Stradivarius? Mm, now, then I'm wrong. You? Yeah, no, you're right. Oh, number, I am? Yeah, number two was the Stradivarius. Now, you in the audience, did you really hear anything or did you just take a swag at it? And by the way, do you know what a swag is? That is a super wild guess. That's what a swag is. Did you take a swag at it? Did you really hear any difference between the two of them? And again, this show goes out in a solid format. And I should probably tell you next week, we're going to talk about, because I, I did two shows piggybacking off of each other with this kind of stuff. Next week, we're going to talk about audio formats and things like that. So when people start throwing around, I like Wave, I like MP3, I like blah, 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 you can know what you're talking about. So number two, you felt had a thicker, fuller sound. I did. I, see, they sounded exactly the same to me. I, I mean, NPR could have been just playing the same darn two files to me. Maybe. Maybe. But it, mm. my gut told me it was number two, and really? my gut was right. Okay, and, and, and you don't have that much guts. You're a nice, thin woman. Okay, here we go. Vinyl and compact disc. Okay. Do you have any preference between the two? Because I know there are people out there. The drummer in my band is a collector of vinyl, and he is rabid over the fact. Ralph is just, there's no question in his mind, vinyl sounds best. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Do you have any belief system 
Is I, does CD sound better? Does vinyl sound better? I do have a belief you system. Do. I do. Tell me which one sounds well, better. It, it's not going to be what everybody wants to hear, but I just believe that uh, CDs sound better. You do. Why I, is I that? I grew up listening to 45s and albums my entire life. You didn't like them? Love them. Oh, okay. Love them. Okay. I, I get it. Drop in the needle. Yeah. Crackle, you know, crackle, yeah, crackle, pop, pop. A great fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. The moment I heard a, a compact CD, disc. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you were the really not there. The clarity was unbelievable. Yes. It was just that crisp and that it, wonderful. It was. It was as if uh, I was at the concert. Okay, we're going to talk about why it sounded that way, but first, let's play a little game with you in the audience. Okay. Luckily, let me see if I can find it on here. What was the name of the person online? Because he was very nice. Uh, the Walkman Archive. Thank you to the Walkman Archive. They offered audio for download in FLAC format. Okay, so what we have are what well, we have two files actually, one right next to each other. One is the compact disc. One is the record being played. Same song you'll hear. It's a song by the Police uh, for the CD. It is a CD rip in FLAC. For the vinyl, it is a Techniques player, SL1200 MK2. The vinyl was thoroughly cleaned and later played with an Audio Technica ML440 MLA cartridge. I'm sure that means something to someone. To me, I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to play this back to back. One will go right into the other one. Which one's the compact disc? Which one is the vinyl? You Tell me. Okay, there you've heard them back to back. Which was the CD? Which was the vinyl? You tell me what you think. Uh, number one was the CD. Well, there's your answer. We'll play a song. We'll come back. Is I'll it tell the right you. answer? I don't know. I'll tell you when we get back. Listen to the music. Doobie Brothers here on Rock School. Into the first break here on Rock School. Does a CD sound better than vinyl? Now, please understand, the first thing out of most people's mouths should have been, Joe, this is subjective. Does it sound better? Well, that is a subjective question. Does it sound better to you? Yes. Then it sounds better. Does it not? No. Well, then it doesn't sound better. So, you said that it was the first one. That's, what about you in the yeah, audience? that's what I thought. Did you think the first one was the CD or did you think the first one was the record? Now, you'll notice that the, the gentleman, whoever put it together at the Walkman Archive, again, thank you for the files, he offered them for download, went out of his way to cut the beginning as close as he possibly could so you wouldn't hear crackle, crackle, pop, pop, crackle, crackle, pop, right. pop. Right. So bang, it went right into the song. And by the way, the compact disc was the first one. I got it right again. Okay, now what did you hear? 
Clarity. Clarity. Mm-hmm. Cleaner highs, much more lows. Yeah. Okay, well, here are the pros to vinyl. This is what you hear all the time, and this is what most people, you know, look to. Vinyl was the only full analog and full lossless sound. Lossless is the concept of carrying the entire frequency range, or what they call the envelope of sound, when a band creates this sound, a piece of music. There's an envelope that contains all of the frequencies, and people say that vinyl will recreate create the sound wave, the sound envelope, best. Also, digital loudness concerns are not in vinyl. You you just can't turn vinyl up as much. Also, vinyl is warmer. When somebody says warmer, what do they mean? What do you mean warmer? It's bassier? Actually, no. What it does is it mimics the human ear best. The mids are best produced because for something to have bass, what has to happen is you have to cut deeper into the vinyl. And for something to have highs, it has to be higher in the vinyl. So the mid-ranges, what your ear hears best, is beautifully cut into the vinyl. So vinyl was beautiful for the way the human ear hears. That's what they mean by warm. That's the concept of warm. When they talk about Eddie Van Halen's brown sound, they're talking about his mid-range sound. No, I I thought they were totally talking about something else. Well, the the fact that it's crap, is that what you're saying? No, no. Stop that. Never, never. Now, when we uh, take a break here, we'll come back. I'll talk about the sort of the cons of vinyl and why people may like CDs better. Who's listening to us? Well, that would be Radio Universidad in Salamanca, Spain. Superb. Uh, Get us on Facebook, search Rock School Radio Show. Like us, you really like us. Uh, I would love for you to do that. We'll be back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, okay, what are the downfalls of vinyl? You working Eddie Van Halen into uh, another (laughs) show? That's a downfall right there, isn't it? I'm going to play Van Halen. Yes, I am. Here are, and I, I noted this as we were talking about vinyl being warmer. It doesn't reproduce the highs and lows as well as digital. Look, those of you out there who are audiophiles who absolutely love vinyl, you know it's true. Maybe my ears are different. No, I don't think that's the truth. Digital, because of the concept of 44,100 digital samples per second, will grab the highs and the lows much better. And it doesn't wear out vinyl will. And I don't want to talk about the fact that vinyl will skip and vinyl will get Q-burn and vinyl will do these different things. Yeah. They just, it just doesn't produce the highs and the lows, the very, very lows and the very, very highs as well as digital. Right. Also, in terms of vinyl, you're at the mercy of equipment top to bottom from needle to cantilever to magnets to tone arm to to human error dropping the needle exactly scratching my record don't 
touch that, man. To, right, to oil off of your fingers Don't all the way out. Don't take it out of the jacket. That's right. Don't put it on top of one another. Once you put the needle down, don't lift it. Right. You've got all of that going on. Whereas a CD player is a CD player is a CD player. And I know what people are going to say. Well, there's better CD. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. But for the most part, a player is a player is a player is a player. Also, the lossless argument that people give for vinyl, my opinion, it's crap. Because when you put the, there's an old joke about vinyl that goes, how many grooves are on one side of a record? Well, the uh -huh. answer is one. <laughs> you put down the needle and it goes all the way to the end. Yeah. Simple inertia. Uh-huh. The the songs that are at the the beginning of the vinyl, right. like cut number one, is gonna sound better than cut number five. Really? Why? It has to. Why? Because as you get further in with the needle, the tracks it's it's smaller, it's teenier. Okay. It's going faster. Oh my gosh. Thank you very much. So all on top of that, also, records are pressed. Yes. So this whole thing about lossless, it's pressed from a master. So you're one generation out always. Right. Well, yeah. That's my believing. So there you go. And, of course, surface noise. But then again, you can't argue with a vinyl fan about surface noise. Crackle, crackle, pop, pop, crackle, crackle, pop, pop. Because most vinyl fans love that. That's part of the experience. Exactly. You got it. Okay, I said I was going to play Van Halen. I don't want to hear about it later. And those comments, I'm going to hear about those later. Here you go. It's Van Halen on Rock School. Bottom of the hour, amazingly late here on the Rock School Radio Show. Let's do the names, get into seven days and 70 seconds. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. Super duper. Here are the rock and roll dates, May 15th all the way through May 21. You got Monday. Go. May 15th, 1975, Fleetwood Mac plays their first concert with Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks in El Paso, Texas. May 16th, 1986, Caitlin O'Reilly of the Pugs and Elvis Costello, Maddie in Dublin, Ireland. May 17th, 1989, the first Stones-themed restaurant, Sticky Fingers, Ew. opened in London. Oh, bad name. Uh, May 18th, 1980, Peter Chris leaves Kiss. Eric Carr will replace him. May 19th, 1960, the Drifters release Save the Last Dance for Me. May 20th, Canada beats KDKA Pittsburgh to air. And also in 1920, Montreal's XWA broadcasts the first radio program in North America. Oh, the Canucks, they beat us. Uh, May 21st, 1955, Chuck Berry records his first single, Maybelline. Okay, digital. Mm -hmm. There are people that believe the MP3 format, yes. which is what you listen to all the time because all of your music comes off of your phone. Yeah, it does. Right. You also had, like everybody did for the longest time, an MP3 player, an right. iPod or an oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i-something. Yeah. Uh -huh. You Luckily, you didn't have a Zune. I don't know who had a Zune, I don't know but you know what they that tried is. to sell Zunes. But MP3 is what everybody supposedly listened to, or now M4. 
MP4, which is, uh, I'll tell you what it is, a codec, but it, that's that, that's for next week's show. Okay. But it's it's sort of the, you don't get to steal me, I'm from Apple type format. Oh. That's not exactly what it is, but I'll, I'll tell you what it is next week. But MP3, to the digital purists, if uh-huh. there can be a digital purist yet, if it's old enough, MP3 is the lossy format. It's the format that, oh, it's terrible. It doesn't oh, sound good? Oh, no, yuck. Don't listen to MP3. You need the full format. You need Wave. But or I you can't need... carry around well, that's all the of problem. those CDs. Well, no, no, no. What you need to do is burn the CDs or rip the CD into Wave format. Yeah. Full digital, full frequency range format. A Wave or uh, if you got a Macintosh, AIFF format. Okay. Here's the problem. Uh, let's say you've got a 45 megabyte song in Wave. You turn it into an MP3, it becomes six megabytes. It literally becomes an 11th the size really the, yeah plus i put it on my phone right exactly. for storage doesn't That's it sound kind of crappy all over again so here's the thing uh-huh let's find out those who say you shouldn't be listening to mp3s you should be listening to full range audio and by the way you can buy records well cds that are on downloads also that are in these things called flack that full range audio. Okay. 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 All right. Let's find out. Maybe I do need this. I'm going to play two files for you. Okay. They're, they're just clips. All right. It's Alanis Morissette. One of them is going to be a wave. Mm-hmm. Full range digital. And one of them is going to be an MP3. What I want you to tell me is which one is the MP3? Which one supposedly sounds worst? The worst. Right. So do you understand what I want? Okay. Yeah. I'm looking for the worst Which one sounds worst? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Clip number one goes like this. And I'm here to remind you of the mess you left when you went away. It's not Okay, you've heard it. Yes. Now here comes clip. No, same music. Okay. Clip number two. And I'm here to remind you of the mess you left when you went away. It's not have heard both clips which one of those do you believe is the mp3 which one sounds worst number two number two well we'll find out which one it is but first let's play a song it's in excess listen like thieves on rock school unfair Coming into the second break, ladies and gentlemen, now you said that number two 
was the MP3. Right. Why? What did you hear that I, made you think it was the, I, I don't know, the, worse, know. the just, worser sound? I thought the first one uh, sounded a little more crisp. That's a little what, more crisp. Okay. That's what I was looking for. I like, I like crisp. You like crisp. Highs. Highs uh-huh. make you happy. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're wrong. Uh, the MP3 really? was first. And I chose that song. I, I've chosen that song each time I've done this. When I lecture in audio class, that's the song I play. And the reason I like it is because it's so quiet at the beginning. Yeah. And then that thick, thick, thick bass comes in. Right. And that's that's the reason that's, I like that song. I was song. listening for that, and I've got headphones on. Right, we're listening in headphones. I thought that uh, I thought I would get that one. Yeah, are, are you tricking it. me? No, no, no. I'm telling you the truth. Uh, those of you who are listening out there, what what we're dealing with here are these things called codecs. Uh, codecs uh, mean to code and decode. When you're talking about an MP3, you're talking about MPEG, which is the Motion Picture Equipment Group, which came up with these things. It's a little more than what I'm telling telling you here. I'm giving you the Fisher-Price version. Uh, MP3 simply is sort of a listing. There's there's MPEG 1, 2, 3, 4, and it goes up to 7, believe it or not. Wow. And what it is, is the idea of when you store audio and video, I want to be able to fold it up and put it away. So if it's 100 megabytes, that's a lot of storage space. Right. Can I fold it up and put it away so it's only 25? Yeah. Well, yeah, of course you can do it. The problem is that then when you unfold it, when, yeah. you, when, you, when you put it away, right. uh, or when you bring it back out, does it still look the same? Does it still sound the same? That's the trick. Folding it up is nothing. We can do that. Can it still sound the same? That's the thing. But in this idea, it tricked you. Oh, it, my goodness. It tricked you. Got you got me. Yeah, it did. There you go. So tell me, who... Uh, Who's listening to us? Well, I don't know if they're listening or not now. KCMJ, Colorado Springs, <laughs> Colorado. Well, there's there's a lot of things going on, and I'll tell you a couple other things, like psychoacoustics. When we get back, I'll tell you all what? about those. Wait, wait. Yeah. Psychoacoustics. Are yeah. you, you're just making up words now. No, I'm going to tell you about something when we get out in just a little bit here on Rock School. Okay, final break here on Rock School. You know, I was going to talk about the concept of psychoacoustics. I may talk about that next week. I'll just give you a little tip of it. Okay. You know how when you're listening to, say, a rap song or that song we just played? Yeah. When that deep, deep bass kicked in? Yeah. You and I are wearing what are known as muff earphones. Right. They, they look like muffs, which people used to wear, you know, when they went outside. I'm sure they wear them today still. When you go outside in the cold, they literally cover the ear. Yes. There's a full-size speaker inside of it. Well, when you're wearing little tiny earbuds, uh-huh. those earbuds just don't have a speaker inside of them large enough to reproduce those deep, deep bass sounds. Gotcha. So it relies on what are known as psychoacoustics, the idea of certain frequencies in, in certain um, codecs, again, uh, decode and code, what they will do is sort of put the bass a little in front of the other 
frequencies. Really? So the bass comes first. And what they'll do is they'll also have the bass in certain frequencies against other frequencies. So you perceive that they're there, but they're not really. You guys are messing with my music. And the thing is, you say to yourself, no, that's absolutely impossible. Well, here's the thing. When you're watching a film, are you really watching, you know, moving pictures? No. Every picture is a still frame just by watching them in succession at 24 per second, you know, go by what you're doing is perceiving motion by psycho analytics in your own brain. You're making the motion. They're just showing you still pictures. Now you're taking all the fun out of it. Come on now. Okay. One more thing to talk to you about. Uh This was Tony Barnes on MIC.com. I think it's Mike. Dot com as in microphone. Right. You ever heard people say, you know what? Older music is so much better than new music. Yeah. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what? It's true. <laughs> it's true. And what Tony did was find the ideas of multiple pieces of research. And this is what Tony came up with. Number one, you gain more positive feelings when listening to a familiar song over a brand new song. Right. Number two, familiar songs trigger stored memories much better than new songs. True. Number three, the emotional center of the brain is more active when listening to familiar songs than new songs. Right? Right. It's also been shown that new songs have the best resonance when they mimic something that you have heard Something I like already, huh? So, are old songs as good as new songs? Eh, maybe, maybe not. We just like them better. So there. I buy that. All right. Next week, we're coming back and we're going to talk MP3s and things like that. I wanted to piggyback off of this show. What's that word again? What's psycho, that? psycho, what? Psychoanalytic. No, I'm sorry. Psychoacoustics. Psycho. I will talk about it specifically next week. You're going to have to write it down. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. That'll do it. Class is dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>